0: The following
1: is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
2: about this, Cowboys? Yes! Cowboys!
3: This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of Cowboys headquarters at the Star and Frisco. The Dallas Cowboys select like Michael Parsons! Woo! And now, your hosts, Brian Broadus. Jeff Cavanaugh, Kyle Yeomans, and David Hellman.
4: It's Thursday, March the 10th. That means it is once again time for another episode of the Draft Show. Hello, I am David Hellman, like the big voice guy said. I'm joined by Brian Broaddus, Jeff Cavanaugh, Kyle Yeomans, coming in hot. Hey, Kyle, how you doing? Hey,
5: guys, how's it going? 49 days.
4: Oh yeah, and I know that Kyle's usually our draft counter guy, yeah. but uh, Adam Schefter tweeted yesterday
5: that it was fifty, 50 day, days. days to yes, the draft, that's why. So. That's
3: the only reason why I knew. That just gave me chills. Kind of like how I said when it was March at the combine and Dane was sitting right there, and he's like, "I just had a, a chill go down my spine." That's yeah. what. That's what forty nine days just did to me. Sky
0: more vibes. Yeah, it's <laughs> sneaking up
4: on us. You are determined to say that name within the first minute of every show, and I. Yeah. I'm kinda here for it. I'll be honest, I kinda hate it, but at this point <laughs> we're gonna commit to the bit. Yeah. I wanna talk to y- I, I, mean, I wanna talk about a few things, but I, I couldn't help but laugh. So we were having a uh right after the show on Tuesday, we had a content meeting about just everything that's gonna happen over the next like month and a half. We get in trouble? No, not at all. Oh, okay. oh not okay. yet. The, the draft show is the best thing going on this platform. Are you kidding? Oh,
2: I agree. Uh, yeah. yeah.
4: No, we were just okay. all right. We were talking about everything we want to do in the build up to the draft, and me and Kyle are sitting here like, "All right, there's some good pro days we could go to. What's nearby? What are some schools that have a lot of good players?" And we both kind of settled on Oklahoma. And Kyle pulls up, uh, he pulls up like the website where all these dates are listed, and we're like, "Oh, it's tomorrow." Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yep. It, it, it already happened. Yeah, it happened, it happened Wednesday. Arkansas has happened well, let's yesterday. Let's look up Nick Benito. Let's see how he did at Pro Day. I'm absolutely – I'm flabbergasted, Brian, and I, I think I know your answer, but, like, what, what is going on? We just got done with the Combine yeah. on Sunday afternoon, and, like, two pretty big programs have already had their Pro Day. Traylon Burks decided to stand on his Combine 40-time. And at first, I was like, well, that's kind of wimpy. And then I realized his pro day was three days later. Like, what's the point? How much
0: better can you conceivably get? Ask, Lewis, ask the Wisconsin guys. <laughs> did you see what happened at their pro day? I have no clue. I want to know if they were running downhill, if the three cone was a two cone. They all get, if like, like, just mysteriously sh- way better. <laughs> so their linebacker, Leo Chanel, mm-hmm. he, if you take the agilities he did at pro day with the 40 and the jumps that he did at the Combine, Leo Chanel is the most athletic prospect in the history of linebacker. <laughs> he ran a three nine four short shuttle, so he just blew he ran Micah a, Parsons out of the water. Yes, wow. he ran a six nine three cone. Like he and I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna wait until like Dane or Brian or somebody gets numbers from teams. Yeah. Because these, I feel like these are the numbers that Wisconsin was putting out. Like, hey, our linebacker coach had him at three nine.
5: I'll tell you what, there's nothing better than self promotion. There, (laughs) well, yeah, there's nothing better. No, I, you know, and uh, yeah, that's we'll we'll get those those sheets and stuff and kind of get them taken care of. Is this
4: is this just all about scheduling? Is that why we're doing this?
5: Well, I think a lot of it has to do that. A lot of these players feel like that they're in the best shape they are right now. Mm. You know, and they and they want to go ahead and they don't want to wait another two or three weeks to have a pro day. And so, because they're, they're worried about, okay, they, they went through all that at the combine, but they're feeling like, you know, hey, I'm ready to go. If I had to train, train anymore, I don't know if I could do it. You know, might as well get it done, get it out of the way. There's a lot of these teams, though, that are working on the schedules of NFL teams because you don't want to. There, there was a run there where all these quarterbacks were getting, going on the same day. And every, the, pro, the, the, the teams were like, listen, no, please help us, you know, work, work with each other here, you know, and schedule these days apart. But I think you have a lot of guys that are like, listen, I'm ready to work out right now. I might have had a bad combine. Maybe you want to get that taste out of your mouth if you had a bad combine that you kind of feel like that you can go and kind of improve on some things, you know, when you're in your own uh, backyard.
3: See, I no, Go ahead. There's not a ton of a big time pro days coming up over the next couple of days. There's Indiana, Texas, Tulsa, Texas State. Uh, next week, Monday, that Western Michigan has a pro day at yeah. some point. Uh, I love that uh, Texas is not a big time pro day. Mar- not Mar- this year. No, I know when I'm the combine hilarious. when the
5: combine was earlier, March 12th used to be the big day. Like, everybody, that was, like, the day that, like, when the combine was over, you waited a couple of weeks, and then, boom, March 12th was the day that everybody kind of started the, the combine is treks.
3: That, is that a, a day set in stone normally? Or it just was it...
5: funny. It's funny how, like, the league year, you know when certain things are going to happen or certain things are going to start. Mm-hmm. And it just always seemed like that the biggest pro days were
4: all of them were on March 12th, and then you worked from there. See, in my head, I th- – I think of it in the opposite of like uh, Traylon Burks is a great example. Like maybe not not a terrible forty. I think we talked about this. He ran two this. of them,
5: right? Did he yeah. go? you yeah. go four five five four five zero. Oh? Yeah. Okay, that makes if you split his times, it's like a four five two. Which
4: again, like not a terrible forty, but no. Just, I'm just I'm bringing him up because, like I said, like how much work can you really do between like Saturday? You just and want to get it Wednesday? done. So I look at it the yeah. opposite way, yeah. where it's like maybe I want three weeks to work on whatever I was disappointed. in. Stress. I think the stress,
5: I think these kids just want to get a lot of this done. I I think the combine is super stressful now because they put this thing on TV. You know, the one thing about it is the players do have the ability with their phones and stuff to now know their times. Mm. There used to be a time where these guys would run 40s and even the guys down on the other end, the timers, the hand timers wouldn't tell them what their time was. You know, they always kind of wondering. You know, nobody had an idea of what they just ran. Yeah. No. So now they they know, and that's why you see a guy like with Jordan Davis, like he runs the one the one forty. You know he runs it four seven eight or four eight one whatever you want to call the time, and he's like, and someone calls him on his phone or texts him like, bro, don't run again, stop, go to <laughs> yeah. yeah. the
4: NFL's and the NFL's Twitter account is exactly. blasting it all. Yeah, over the exactly. Internet. You
5: now know exactly what how your workout went, and I think there's, I think the stress level for these players is so much that they just want to get it over with. And then be able to move on. If you know if position coaches want to go roll in there and work them out, that's one of the reasons the advantages of working at the combine. That if you do have a good combine with the the, the measurable stuff, the timings and things, that you could just beg out and say, "No, nah, if you want to send a receivers coach in here to work me out, I'm all good with that." Or you want to send a running backs coach in, I'm good with that. But the pressure of having to go and try and make up for some of these things is big. I did. You guys uh... need
3: to go to Georgia. Oh, I know. Georgia's next Wednesday. That's what you Georgia's, need to do. Georgia's high on the Fly into Atlanta and go do it. Alabama's on the 30th. That's the other really, really big what one. What day is Alabama? Is it How close it's is it? It's a that? Wednesday, so it's uh, how many days three apart? weeks from yesterday. Oh. two weeks from two weeks after Georgia okay, a, okay Brian's yeah. a, Brian's,
4: a, Brian's a sucker he wants them all to be back to back that's so what yeah, I'm saying
3: not. I was trying to get you I was you try- want to
4: rent a car in Athens and drive <laughs> no, back exactly to oh, exactly so that's what I want to do all yeah, the way that's back. what I want to
5: do I want I want to go all the way to I want to go all the way to Athens and then I want to work my way back and I'm hopeful <laughs> that I can hit I'm hopeful I can hit uh hit Georgia Alabama and then maybe LSU and then mm-hmm. roll this
4: thing in Jeff you're self-employed now how's that sound?
0: No, no. Sounds awful. Hey, yeah, Auburn, Auburn, Auburn kind of Tuesday. Money. Everybody subscribe to my YouTube page. I need more can, money.
3: You could go Auburn Tuesday. Then you got Georgia on Wednesday. There you go. Clemson's th- th- Thursday. There you go. Kyle's that, in South Carolina's Friday. There you me, go. Me and Jeff are Jeff, like, we'll, you ready? we'll be here. I'm telling you, no, man. If you want
0: to live stream the whole thing, I swear I'll watch. I'm sure you I'll <laughs> will. I'll feel like I was there. <laughs> i put it on your channel.
5: The, it, it's, seriously, though, I mean, I remember going a couple of times when, when you and I went to Texas and Texas A&M that one time and yeah. did that thing, and I've been... Like, I've been to like the Johnny Manziel ones and things like that. There's things you could get. Dane and I went to Oklahoma to watch Joe Mixon. Work we watched them. We
4: watched Connor Williams' entire Connor, workout exactly a month before he got picked here. Yeah, which I can hear the snarky comments already. Spare it's happening. Me.
3: Yeah, spare me. They're, they're popping up.
4: All right, it's something to keep an eye on. They're going to be happening sporadically throughout the next month. Uh,
3: NFL Network
5: puts a lot of them on TV. Yeah all those quarterback ones you'll see well maybe not this class I don't
4: know no they will because there's nothing else for Content. Them to, the when the NFL realized that they had a channel where they could throw any meaningless football on in the off season and get people to watch yeah mm-hmm. it'll be there um I don't want to talk about that for the entire first segment I actually I had a thought and it's early I mean we, we'll get we, we talk we talk about everybody that's the goal at least We'll get more into the weeds as the draft gets closer. I, I I assume it feels a little bit repetitive to talk about the first round guys, but I do. There's one position that I would like to get into today that I feel like of the major ones for the Cowboys, we have paid less attention to, and it's ironic because a lot of people think it's the deepest position in this draft is the edge rushers. Mm-hmm. Um, why?
0: Because they're going to get drafted so quickly. That every time that that's you, actually what I want to talk about. Yeah, but every, every time you want to pick one, you're like, all right, let's take this second round edge in the I would, first. Let's I would, take this third round guy can, in second.
5: Can you? I, mean, I think I understand what he's doing here because think about this: it might be the deepest position, but it might have the most questions. Ooh, well, th- and they go fast. Well, but but yeah, but you think about that. The questions about Thibodeau, the questions about is really Hutchinson. This guy. You know, uh, Where and I've seen people pick him all Jermaine over Johnson's the board. One Trey those. Walker. Is, is yeah. All of a sudden, is Walker now the, the guy that everybody's going, man, this is the safest guy. This guy's the best. I mean, because they're starting to talk about people saying that Walker over Karloftis, over uh, Thibodeau over all these things. I know Dane Brugler's talked about that a bunch, and I wonder if it's the one position. Ajobo is another one of the Michigan kids I always talk about. Jermaine Johnson has been one of those guys that's been a fast riser. It's the position it might have the most, but it might have the most questions of their top guys.
4: I think the only thing I feel confident about right now is that Aiden Hutchinson will be a top three pick. Agreed. Agree. Yeah, no. could be there too. He could could be, but see, yeah, I've, so that's be. a good point. But people are starting people, are starting. people are starting
5: to ding him for this personality traits yeah. and stuff like that. You know, and and that's always interesting because you know, are you trying to drive a guy down? I mean, there's people talking about like the guys that might fall. Him, I mean, I mean fall. I'm not talking about all the way down the board. Him, Stingley, another guy from LSU, the corner. I mean, the people are talking. They these were guys that were surefire top three players or so and now people are talking about him somewhere between you know between 7 and 12 7 and 14 which, something
4: like that the inspiration for this talking point was for our draft magazine you know they make they make me do a first round mock yeah. which i will be honest i hate cuz especially in dude
0: a, i'm going home to do a mock right after this i the, love mocks. they
4: are the worst no are you doing a full 32 team mock
3: yeah, but the computer's going to pick the other 30. Exactly. No. Yeah. So the other thing about it, too, is is it a full 32-team mock, and is it a month in advance, and you have it set in stone for everybody to read for the rest of time?
0: Yeah, it's great. No, because I will do 13,000 mocks <laughs> exactly. before the thing You get a chance here. to yeah. do it again. You're I'll la- do them on a simulator. Your
5: last <laughs> one should be your best one. Deciding, other than
4: that, mess with it. Deciding what all 32 teams are going to do before free agency opens and mm-hmm. having it be in a magazine a month from now is just my favorite.
0: Give thing. the Cowboys Evan Neal. Just be
4: optimistic. Yeah. yeah. The reason I bring it up is, so I'm I'm doing this mock. and I'm like, okay, Hutchinson's like, he's going number two. That's just mm-hmm. too easy. Thibodeau, I think I'm a higher on him than a lot of people are. He's a top five pick. And then the rest of this, and you know, like you go around the internet to get inspiration. Like you want to see what other Beat writers knowledgeable yeah. people are yeah. saying. Dane's, I'm, yeah. I mean, Dane is gospel as far yeah. as I'm concerned. And, like, every mock you look at, it's just a completely different situation. Sure. Like, Dane's got Trevon Walker in the top six. Somebody else has George Karloftis in the top ten. Meanwhile, Dane's got Karloftis, like, 16. So just yeah. help me sort this thing out. I, I'm fascinated. I, Do the I, Cowboys have a chance at a Karloftis or a Trevon Walker? Or or somebody else that I'm not thinking of? David Ajabo. Brian, you're scared of him. Like, yeah. give give me some direction here. Somebody.
0: Uh, I would say you can't have Aiden Hutchinson. You can't have Kayvon Thibodeau. You can't have Trayvon Walker. The tough part is, which one do you put next? You probably can't have Jermaine Johnson. Because I do think out of my top six guys, because those are four of the top six, the other two would be George Karloftis at Purdue and David Ojabo at Michigan. But those two, I think, have more physical questions than the other four, right? Like Hutchinson, athletically, stud. Thibodeau, stud. Walker, stud. Uh, Jermaine Johnson, good athlete and can play the run and pass rush. Whereas David Ojabo is more, as a rookie, I think, can rush the passer with natural ability, but not a totally well-rounded, going to play 70% of the snaps guy. And Karloftis is the one of that group that has – the short arms, not as athletic as the other guys, but his tape is as good as some of them. So I would say maybe you have a chance at David Ojabo at Michigan or George Karloftis at Purdue. The other four, I think, no. And that's why I struggle with the, this edge class. Sorry, let me assume my power stance. Because I feel like all six will be gone. Before so, 24? Yeah, Wow, And I think then you're going to be looking at a spot. I think offensive tackle and edge are going yeah. to go, 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 White. go, 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 go. Yeah. And so then when you want to take an edge, you're going to be talking about a guy that I'm going to think is the 50th best player in the draft yeah. because it's a premier position and they go quick. And so you'll be at 24 and it's like, hey, who's your best edge? And I'll be like, Inegbare, the South Carolina guy. And it's yeah. like, all right, yep. where you got him ranked? And I'm like, oh, he's like the 48th best player in the draft. And that's that's how pass rush works. So I would, I just can't see a scenario where they're taking an edge at 24 unless George Karloftis or
3: David Ojabo makes it. It would take a fall for it to happen. Because you, you mentioned those top six guys. Those are my top six as well. But then there's kind of a drop-off between those first-round talented or first-round quality edge rushers. And then you've got the MyJ Sanders from Cincinnati, Drake Jackson from USC, mm. Nagbare from South Carolina, all yeah. kind of in a bunch that's going to work its way toward the second round. But even at 56, it's the same problem because yeah. because it's a premier position, because the Ebicadies from Penn State, they're going to go early too. They may all be top 50 players. The top 10 edge rushers might not even be on the board when you get there when 56 rolls around.
4: Brian, you kind of went, hmm, when you heard Man, Drake Jackson's. Well, yeah,
0: some of those names. It's kind of like, yeah, I don't even want him. Yeah, yeah, not mean, even
4: close there. Let no, him go. No, 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 I mean, I'm
5: not saying because of you, because me just personally. I count
4: on Jeff to be a little reckless. No, <laughs> the
5: thing with Drake Jackson. Drake Jackson, day three. That's what I'm saying. I got and like,
0: he'll go 50. Yeah, yeah, I've got like go- a third-round
5: grade on him. Sanders, the same way. You know, I just weren't uh, the South Carolina kid. I wasn't really in Nambar. In, 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 enamored. Agbar- in Agbar- Yeah, in Agbar- yeah, yeah, I mean. <laughs>
0: I, Do you just say the school and we'll handle the names? You just I,
5: I can't say. You yeah, know I can't say, say some of these names, yeah. but I mean there's some. You I UCLA
0: t- tight end again?
5: No, that was a disaster. That was bad Dulcich. for me.
3: <laughs> What's his name? Dolcich. 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 Dulcich. 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 I've got Dulcich. Like, my Invisalign trays in, so that's like a done. It's, Dulcich. I can't Brian say can't
0: sh- say Dulcich without Dulcich. cussing. I I, yeah. same. <laughs> I did the same thing. The other day. I'll say one you thing. To
3: He's a really
5: good player, though. He's a good player. He's a good player. But that's what I'm saying, though. These these. I think there's, for as deep as that position is, there's a lot of questions. There's a lot of questions about, and you might have to overdraft some of these guys. That, that, and, and you're going to go, oh, here we go, you know, the minute I'm, they don't play well. I'm like going to
0: take Boye Maffe 24. Ooh. I'll tell you what, man. He's a freak athlete.
5: He is a freak athlete. He really, really From is. From what's 24? Minnesota.
0: Yeah. And like, I I have him as like a third round guy, and I'm watching people mocking him. And oh, no, that's thinking, what he oh, is. No, he can sneak into the first because yeah. he's a pass rusher.
4: Yeah. With, and he's a freak.
0: Like the David Ojabo ish tools. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, yeah. Bigger guy. Super athlete. Yeah.
4: I, I know better than to ask this question because I've covered the draft for a while, but. Again, you talk about Carl maybe short arms lack of athleticism the the book on a job like anytime somebody brings up a jabo that's just that he's raw that mm-hmm. he's limited in what he can do is there any chance that those guys don't get overdrafted because there are offensive linemen or or receivers that people feel more sure about like is it and because we fall into this trap every year where we're like oh he's he's gone because he rushes the passer maybe is that Premature? Is it possible that those guys are hanging around in your range, maybe more so than in other years, because there are questions about them?
0: Maybe, but I do. It's just it's such a premier thing, and the reason that the hyper athletes are going to be the guys that are going to go off the board quickly is because more and more quarterbacks get the ball out in two and a half seconds. Like, so if you're going to sack the quarterback, uh, show me in practice that you can do that within two point three seconds, and I'll get you on the field. So these twitched up, powerful lower body, bendy dudes, even if they're not complete players on tape, even if they didn't have eight or ten sacks in a college football season, you watch that workout and you go, I can get him home. I can't. Like you show me a six foot five, two hundred and seventy five pound defensive end who's a good run player, and who runs a seven four three cone and a four eight forty, and it's like, yeah, I don't know if I can get him home. I can get Boye Mafe home as soon as I teach him how to play.
4: Yeah, it's terrifying.
5: That's, that's I it? I know. I'll tell you I what. I mean, I talk about the defensive end position of some of these guys. I think the wide receiver crews some of that a little bit, too. Mm. Scared about some of these guys. I guarantee you at the end of – when we get ready to go to draft, when we all sit down on that Thursday night, right, mm-hmm. I guarantee you everybody will have a different list of their top five wide receivers. I guarantee oh, yeah. you. Oh, I guarantee that. you that. Yeah. And, and, the, and the questions you're going to have where I love a guy like Pickens from Georgia – Jeff will love Sky Moore. You know, they'll, they'll, Sky they'll,
0: Moore's right ahead of George Pickens.
5: But see, that's what I'm saying though. Everybody is going to have. I don't think you can find a consensus on this wide receiver class. I really, and because to me, you know, everybody wants to talk about the Olaves and the Wilsons and the Londons and the Minchies. People were asking me about Minchie, and they're like, second round, really? And I'm like, you watched him play, you know. But there's people out there that like they do. They don't, you know. They, they all an issue with drops. Yeah. That's the thing about it is they, 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 they
0: still didn't have a problem throwing to them every single third down. Yeah.
5: See, that's the that's the thing. I mean, you look through this whole draft, I'm starting to learn that maybe these defensive tackles are pretty much like maybe that's the best route to go. Because with the exception of Lyle from Texas A and I think we all kind of understand what Davis is, what Wyatt is. Travis Jones, you know, from UConn, people are kind of talking about him a lot.
4: I think saw him it, mocked in the first round the other day. See that's
5: by what i Yesterday, see yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, you know, Mathis. I mean, there's guys like there's maybe that's the one group that you're you're kind of like saying, man, I know what these players are, but you're in these other first round guys, you might not be as you might not be as, as as really locked in as you need. You're like, oh man, I hope this guy's it. I hope that's what I'm kind of learning about. We need to about. find
0: another pick in this draft, by the way
4: like you think we are forgetting somebody that
0: No, I just think no, we need to find another pick. Oh, another pick between our 1 and our 2. We need to find another pick because I'm looking at like my corners and my safeties yeah. and I'm like, you know what's going to happen in this draft? Is the guys who you'd love will be gone before your first round pick but and the guys who you'd love will be gone before your second round pick. Yeah. I yeah. need an extra pick to get one of these I safeties I was, or corners. Yep. On the
5: radio yesterday I was trying to get Jacksonville to give me 33 for what? For Amari
4: Cooper. That's I think that's rich. Actually, we have a question about that. Well, no, I was trying
5: to flip spots. I was trying to go from 56 to 33. I was just trying oh, to use him as a move. move, move. Okay. I so wasn't he's trying part to, of him. Yeah, part yeah of it. you're, giving, a, okay. you're, you're giving Jacksonville your Amari your your
4: Cooper okay. and your second to go to 33. We have, a, we have a question about a potential Amari trade in Twitter on the twenty. so let's just take a break and we'll hop into that after we're back.
1: football season is almost over and that means tax season is here with it comes taxiety filing taxes can be stressful if you choose the wrong partner don't let taxiety take over this tax season liberty tax will help you get your largest possible refund or your money back with more than 12,000 tax professionals nationwide help is always around the corner check out liberty tax proud partner of the dallas cowboys schedule an appointment today at libertytax.com cowboys liberty tax a brighter way to do taxes
2: This
1: is the DallasCowboys.com draft show.
4: Welcome back to the draft show. Oh, I'm supposed to have a read here somewhere. I'm a terrible host. Liberty Tax. Liberty Tax. (laughs) I've brought up Liberty Tax. (laughs) It's it's
5: Liberty Tax. It's tax season. Go get your taxes done by Liberty Tax. Thank
4: you, Brian. (laughs) I need to actually Go figure. I remember that I've got to do the Twitter on the 20 drop, but not the read. But yeah, Liberty Tax and also beam while we're at it. Just throw the drop. Twitter 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 on the 20. 20. You know what time it is. It's the second segment. We take your questions. I teased it in the first segment uh, because... Cade asked the question. He actually, he specifically asked about adding an extra three for Amari Cooper. Uh, but we can take this wherever you want. He, I mean, how would that change your draft strategy? I guess A, does it make you feel better about? I think what we all agree is something we wouldn't be thrilled about. Yeah. And B. I guess, what do you think of a realistic way to get something for him? Yeah. And, Brian, you kind of pitched yeah, we, this. Yeah, we, so we, we did
5: a segment yesterday about it, and I, I, was, I was just trying to kind of find some spots. You know, maybe you go some big jumps, some teams that need. The Jets were looking. We were talking about Jacksonville. I visit with Jacksonville about Amari Cooper anyway. Uh, there's teams that are looking at him as a possibility where you do trade for him, and then you redo the contract. There's people that don't want to fight for the guy. I mean, they don't want to fight. They don't want him to get released, and then all of a sudden it turns into a fight, and we have to overpay it's and a all that. War. Yeah. yeah, so the bidding war. They want to avoid that. So, I was trying to kind of find some spots, and I think my history of doing this and throwing chum in the water is sometimes you could get people interested if you say, "Listen, we'll still let you pick in the round. You don't have to give us the pick. Here's the player. Let us come to your spot. So, if you want to go up." So Jacksonville
4: falls to fifty-six, and you Jackson.
5: 33? Yeah, yeah, you get you get Amari Cooper. You're still picking in the second, and then and then here we go. We saw it yesterday with the deal with Carson Wentz, Washington and Indy flop picks in the second round right. is what they did. So so now Indy comes up, Washington goes down. You get the player and all that. So I'm just trying to make it as is. I'm trying to I'm trying to create an opportunity here cuz sometimes you say hey we want a 2 for the guy or a 3 for the guy. Teams will balk at that. They're like no, we're not interested in doing that. But if you say, "Listen, I'll let you have the player. Just let me let me be, have the difference
4: in the spots." That is such a great place to be, though. And thirty-three is like your favorite pick in the draft. It is. It absolutely. You get to hang out well, on Thursday night yeah, it, and field calls.
3: It and...
5: used to. It used to be when the draft just kind of went on. You just kind of rolled in. But then the next day, when you we have the way television does the draft now, we talk about it day one. Then what do we do to end that that first night of the draft? Who are the best players you got available? That's the last thing you're going to ask Jeff. You're going to ask me. You're going to ask Kyle. You ask Dan, whoever you're going to ask, and you say, "Well, who do you got left? Well, I still got a first round guy on the board. Mm-hmm. I still got you know." And so teams could reset their board. But I was like, it's funny what Jeff was saying. You know, think about picking at 24 and then picking again at 33. I like that. That I that mean, to me really is that that, a lot. see that's that's the thing that he was just talking about. That you can knock out
3: a couple of different positions quick. Just looking at fifty-six, some names of a couple mock drafts around here: Travis Jones. That's not going to happen. He's going to no. be early on. Uh, um, I would uh, never
4: let it happen. It's though. not going to
3: happen though. Uh, Drake Jackson. We just mentioned him from USC. Cameron Thomas from San Diego State. David yeah. Bell. Isaiah Spiller. I know all these are all just names I'm that out I'm looking on
0: every at. Every person you've named
3: exactly. But then <laughs> you go up to thirty-three, and you've got Trent McDuffie, Jordan In. Davis, Daxton Hill. In. Yeah, Jaquan Brisker. See, that's what George
5: Dane. Pickens. That's what Dane did last night when Jeff and I were on a show on his channel. We talked about that, and and I, I cheerlead. I'm like, Dane, I didn't hear Dax Hill, and then sure enough, 34, 30, right, Ben. And so then now I'm thinking, okay, if you could get the Jacksonville's pick, and all of a sudden you knock out, you get, say for Jeff, you get the guard, you get Zion Johnson, and then you turn around and you get my Dax Hill. Now we're now we're having a draft. How realistic do you far? think that is? What to try and trade? That your proposed trade. I'm just trying, man. I'm just doing it everything. Means you don't think it's realistic. <laughs> no, no. I, I tried. I tried it a couple different spots. I even made a little small move. I went to I went to New England just to try and get up four or five spots. You know, go from say go from 24 to 21 kind of a thing. You know what you want to do is you want to target the teams that have money. Like the like the Jets, you want to target Jacksonville. You know teams that have like young quarterbacks that
4: can maybe use a wide receiver that you know has got some skill. Okay, I want to go back to the spirit of Cade's question, Jeff. I feel since you want the extra pick so bad, yeah, I want all the picks. Yes, thank you. Let's just hypothetically say. I'm just going to throw a pick out there. The number doesn't really matter. Okay. I'm, I'm just going to say, okay. for the spirit of this exercise, Miami gives you pick 81 for Amari Cooper.
5: So okay. now you, That was one of the teams I talked about. in The third round? So Yeah. It's the third round pick, it's yeah. It's the
4: Michael okay. Gallup pick, 81. It is. Yeah. So right. you get an extra three. Yeah. You've got four picks in the top 100, but you don't have Amari Cooper. Okay. How does that change your thought process on what you want to do here? And y'all can answer this, too. I mean...
0: Uh, I mean, it's just a bonus pick because I think by the time you got to, if you get pick 81, I think by the time you got there, you've already used a pick that uh, is to, quote, replace Amari Cooper. Like, I don't think you're yeah, going to get to the 81st pick and not have that picked might be a your receiver. tight.
5: That might be if you're thinking about the tight end. Might be a spot.
0: Yeah, that's your Jeremy Ruckert pick, the yeah. Ohio State tight end.
4: If Amari Cooper's not on this team in a week, you basically think it's a lock that either pick twenty four or pick fifty six as a receiver. I would,
3: I would lock it in. I think either one it's of those is lock. where. Unless where you, you get would go,
0: unless you get one of those scenarios where something falls that you weren't expecting, it's like crap. We got to take him. We got to take, take him. That's a good point. We got to take him.
3: You always got to keep the draft board open. We've heard that time in, time out. But if you're if you're drafting for need at wide receiver at 24, maybe it's not there. But I think at 56, you're still going to have names that are in that wide receiver class yeah. that may be, like you said, damaged goods previously, or maybe you have a couple question marks on them. That could be where you take that receiver Burks, if you don't do Burks it at, at 24. Burks at 24
5: could be your pick. Sure. I mean, if, and if that's the case, now you focus in on the other things. You focus in on maybe that guard You focus in on uh, maybe the safety. Maybe there might be somebody you like there at at one of those spots.
4: I just think, and we depending on what happens at safety. If you can't get all your safeties, I mean, there there's so many. Again, three on the open market, maddening trying to put a mock draft together before any of this stuff happens, because uh, we know that the list of needs is going to drastically shift in the next two weeks. All well, my
0: safeties are going between 24 and 56. I just want you guys to know that. They're even going
3: that even with Amari Cooper and the the thought process of trading him for a pick, you would still have to do it within the next couple weeks, right? You've seen you Brian can't necessarily Cook. wait no, until you, draft night. You've, 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 no, no, no. You've got to
4: do You've got whatever you're going to do with Amari, you've got to do by like March 20th. About March 21st. Like this next couple weeks. Fifth is, day of the league year. Whatever that is.
0: Yeah. I had a really quiet conversation while you guys were going, and I wonder if we could pull that off on the draft show where you guys talk, and then Brian and I just kind of sneak some things in. I just, just dueling conversation. No, I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs>
5: that's really disrespectful on my part. I just was curious because bring
0: it to the class, Brian. Well, he, you know, he. I said all my safeties I, are going to be gone. That's what
5: that was fascinating to me. 56. And I asked, I go, "Have you seen Brian Cook?" I said, and yes. He goes, "Yes." And so, and he yeah, won't be gone. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Though, I mean, I was thinking because see, I've got Brian Cook as a third round safety. That's why I was kind of gauging uh-huh. where he was at. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, we could take a third-round safety at 56. Brian Cook at Cincinnati and Kirby Joseph at Illinois. Those are my third-round guys. Yeah. Kirby Joseph, not a
4: wonderful combine. No. I know we don't necessarily care about that. Uh,
0: I didn't even see his comment. I would assume he didn't run well, and yeah. I would assume he didn't jump well.
4: He yeah, just, Yeah, the numbers were not great. Let me take a peek at him. Yep. Jamie wants to know, what would a one-two our, – our buddy, Jamie, leads hmm. Jamie. Oh, wow. Yeah. What's up, bud? Uh, Over, our buddies overseas. What would a one-two? What would a one-two offensive line double dip look like? Is that even a good idea?
0: Uh, the ideal double dip, I would think, would involve Linderbaum because Linderbaum and a guard. Yeah, Linderbaum and then a guard. Just remake the whole thing in in two picks. I wonder would the Cowboys so like. Uh, Tyler Linderbaum, the Iowa center in the first, and then Ed Ingram, LSU that's, guard in the second. Yeah, you, you
5: could probably talk about Ingram. Kinnard. would be. Well, they
0: like Kinnard because he's such a big old lumbering man. You know, I mean, like, I like him. That's kind of but I think he's a position or flex. Yeah, but, I think that would man, be Man, there's
5: a bunch of big kind of lumbering guys in this thing. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, the thing I'm interested to see what really is going to happen with Green. You know, he he
0: was he was kind of the twenty and thirty five.
5: He was kind of the flavor of the month for everybody. You think? Do you you
0: think his combine?
4: Kenyon Green,
5: yeah, Kenyon Green. you think his
0: combine hurt
5: him that much? I tell you what, people or what people? I don't. People are questioning the athletic ability. Don't you think? I
0: think it could have flipped him and Zion Johnson for teams. Yeah, like if you were like me, and everyone's not because that would be a terrible thing to be. But if you're like me, you really liked both of them. And when one test is an elite athlete and one tests very average, it's not wrong. It's not impossible to flip them. I did. Zion Johnson is guard one for me now, and Kenyon Green is number two.
4: Yeah. You said that more confidently than you did on Tuesday.
0: Well, you, you, take, you have to sit with these things. You know, okay.
3: you have to meditate on it. Dane hit do. him with a brick Bull on it. And, <laughs> yeah, Dane hit me with a brick. Yeah. Dane <laughs> said, "You're <laughs> stupid. Change your." No, grade. but it was a question
4: that we asked last
0: night. I asked night. him. I was just like, "Am yeah. I wrong?" He wasn't. Yeah. Teams yeah, will.
4: Teams will. Yeah. He's not wrong. Magneto, Kyle, you take this I'm one. Sorry, Magneto. Yeah, Magneto. You weren't here for that. Oh
0: yeah, oh, he, he got a question from Magneto. Oh, did we?
4: You don't read. You don't. You didn't watch the X Men as a kid. No. Oh, cause you're so He's young. Too young. No. He's you're a so young. I'm He's sorry. Young man. You didn't see the movies. Nope. My God. Right. I didn't even notice Sentinel. <laughs> not only are you young, but you're not a dork. So good for you. That's. I mean, I'm still a dork. But That's Magneto. Uh, got it now. <laughs> how do you how do you rank the trio of Traylon Burks, Jamison Williams, and Chris Olave. Stack those tags. Uh, oh, you put them
0: in order already. That was a good question. You yeah. put them in order. You did it right. I, honestly, we we
4: all agree say it again. On that. Say it again. Traylon Burks, Jamison Williams, Chris Olave.
3: Yep, that's my three. They're in order. I, I went with Williams, Burks, Olave is how I went it. Even with the injury? The injury is the only thing that I'm not going yeah, I ain't. I, I, think, so, I think the kid's going to come back just fine. I'm okay with that. I'm not he, letting an
4: ACL. I, th- I, think, 2022. ACLs don't matter. I think yeah. Jamison Williams <laughs> is... One of the most special talents in this class, yeah.
5: Jeff and I. Again, well, these are the conversations you have when you do different podcasts and things like that. Is that all of a sudden that all these guys like Jameson w- Williams and those guys end up in Tampa? All the really good teams. Going to the Chiefs. <laughs> Seriously, Chiefs. Everybody in the it's back of the draft, be it's like, oh my god, who's on the board? Oh, that Jameson. W- just it, like three minutes, they hand the card in. They don't even wait. They just like hand the is. card in. Uh, they, they, that's what I'm saying. Is all these players that were highly touted and they're kind of nicked up a little bit. Now all of a sudden, teams are just waiting. Like like we were doing a thing again last night. The whole thing about this. Uh, Dane was talking about his mock draft, and he goes, and he goes, and Jeff goes, the Ravens take Jordan Davis. I'm like, of course the Ravens take Jordan. Of course they do. <laughs> The Ravens always take Jordan Davis. See, I, it's every draft. These teams, it yeah. just some of these players just automatically. Oh, that's a perfect pick for the Ravens. And then the Ravens are on the clock. Who they pick? The perfect pick perfect guy. player. Yeah.
4: yeah. You think there are teams that overthink this stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Hell yes. You think this is one of them? What the Ravens are no, us? The Cowboys. The
5: Cowboys that overthink. I think they've gotten better at this though. No, because I, I agree. because I think because they're because, the because, they, the because they trust their stack. They trust the stack. They're like, listen, we put that
4: guy up there for a reason. It used to not be that way. Okay, talk to me about this. Is the possibility of starting his career on pup the only thing pushing Jamison Williams down the board? Because I just, it might be. I watch the guy and I think he's a top twenty player. I'm an an idiot, but that's just what I see. No, you're spot on. Every time the ball,
5: I mean, you can watch those Alabama. What's amazing about Alabama? You think with a team that's as tough as they are, they put out some receivers in this thing. Oh, yeah. You know, they put some guys out. It's uh, like, yeah. And you watch him play. I mean, seriously, they throw him the ball, and every time, I mean, it's just run after catch, run after catch. It's kind of like watching watching Seedy, you know, when he was playing Oklahoma. Yeah. Run after catch, run after just, catch, run after catch. I would catch.
0: run that dude on crossers every down. He's and 179 him, pounds. What's well, yeah, yeah, quote the pushing him down is, have you seen Garrett Wilson play? Yeah. yeah. You seen Traylon Burks play? Yeah. yeah. you seen Drake London play? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just going to be what order are these receivers? Are
5: going we, in? That's the problem. That's the problem because every not the problem. It's a good thing because I think everybody sees these guys differently, and that's cool. And that's and, it, and it's all going to be at the end when we're all watching games in week seven, and somebody tweets at us and says, "I told Jeff was right about that." Sky Moore, <laughs> you know, that's the kind of stuff. Oh,
0: Jeff's going to be right about that. Sky Moore.
5: <laughs> I was Sky just be, I was just being nice. I was the just being nice to you. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the but the thing about it is that's kind of what happens.
3: We see it all the time, don't we? Absolutely. And well in the last two drafts, and you talked about Alabama receivers, two of the first three picks in the or two of the first three tight end or wide receivers rather in the last two drafts have been from Alabama. The yeah. only guy that has broken that up was Jamar Chase. Yeah. And I mean Jalen Waddell, you had Devontae Smith, Henry Ruggs, Jerry Judy. Are we as excited though about this draft class as we were about those two receivers class? Because even with all these guys and the different ice cream flavors that you're going to have with all these wide receivers, I still feel like I'm not as yeah. high on I these don't, guys I don't as don't the have last a,
5: two drafts. I don't have a chase up there. I don't no. either. I don't have a chase up there. I I've know, got, I've got some CD. I've got some really good players. i get some really good players, especially with Burks and Wilson. Yeah. I think Alave – my my love for Olave is immense. But, I mean, I, I don't have a chase up there or a CeeDee Lamb. I just mm-hmm. don't.
4: Mike says – Mike wants us to talk about um, Dax Hill. We've talked about him before, but specifically, talk to me about his versatility. Like, how yeah. many hats? How many hats do you think this guy can wear in an? In two this, hats. A lot of them. All right. Well, it's all right. Two hats. Go fight.
0: He can play uh, the nickel corner if you need him to, and he can play safety. I think that's the best thing he has going for him is that he's a very capable. Go cover the slot and play man coverage. He's very capable. Play half the field and come tackle. Uh, I think he's a very capable go stand way back there yep. and play free safety. So that's not two hats. I guess that yeah, is three, like three hats. He can be a half field safety. He can he be can, a
4: deep safety. So center field, he All can right, be in the box. Kyle, talk to me about this because I think Mike is I think Mike is looking, and I, I think the Cowboys have a great shot at re-signing J. Ron Kerr. Sure. Which is rare. I don't know Put how that many guys, guys I would say that about. But like, are we but, printing?
5: Are we printing money now up there? Just, I,
4: I, I just I think <laughs> obviously we are. I don't feel confident about a lot of guys coming back, but he's one of them that I think will. Yeah. Uh, but anyway,
0: well, Michigan showed you the hats yep. that Daxton Hill can wear because the games that I watched, if a team has two wide receivers, Daxton Hill is a safety. Mm-hmm. If a team has three or more receivers, Daxton Hill plays slot. That's it. That's yep. that's where he goes to. So he can do a lot
4: of that stuff that we saw from Curse.
3: Oh, Dan Quinn's going to love Daxton Hill. He's yeah, a smaller version. He's a smaller version. Everybody
4: in the league is a smaller version of J. Ron that's, Curse. That's a good
3: point. But you also could pair the two together, and you imagine the possibilities that you would have in terms of those two back and forth. Now, the majority of the time, Curse is probably going to be in the box, and he's probably going to cover those big tight ends. But however – you want to shift it i think dan quinn's going to have his eye on hill he would be one of those guys i would imagine him standing on the table for when draft day comes around if somehow the cowboys have a shot at him mm-hmm. i I'm still might. i think they would at 24 right but I think we, we're talking Brian's scenario of trying to go up to 33, 34, 35 to try and get him in the second.
5: I'll tell you, the, the thing, I, when I, in December, when I started this journey and I watched this player, First I thought, guy you watched, thought it was him. I thought this was Dallas's pick. Uh-huh. I went through several guys, you
4: know, all those defenses. So you don't think that's likely anymore? There'll just there'll be better value. Available. Well, they, they,
5: they, all of a sudden it became what's happening at guard, what's happening yeah. at center, what's happening at wide receiver,
4: what's happening at you know. I in December it wasn't I just, I just, obvious how much the I offensive just thought,
5: line was going to. I just thought I go man, this guy this guy is not Jeff's right about he he does he's you know he's six foot he's one hundred and ninety something pounds but the guy's a hell of a football player I mean he tackles he covers
4: so I was watching him play I'm thinking that's Dallas's pick at twenty four and that was that was in December. Real quick, before we take our second break, Maurice wants to know, you know, we did we did a whole segment about tight ends on Tuesday, but we did not talk about Virginia's Jelaney Woods. Jeff, I heard you had somewhat of an interesting <laughs> scouting report. wild the floor.
0: I have not um, completely studied him, but I have seen him multiple times, and he's one of my favorite college football players because uh, I compare him to, and this isn't going to work because it's a different professional team, but the Mavericks have a young player that every time he's in it's highly entertaining whether the ball goes in whether it's he plays good defense whatever mm-hmm. it's highly entertaining and Jelani Woods is over six seven mm-hmm. and I think he's like 240 pounds yeah. so it kind of looks like a giraffe running around <laughs> with a bunch of six foot tall people and so the but the giraffe is very strong and aggressive but sometimes doesn't look totally coordinated so if you told me, hey, the fourth round of the draft is starting, maybe the, even the fifth round, and you're interested in a tight end prospect with a bunch of upside, where it's like, look, watch him catch the ball, and it all looks kind of weird, but man, <laughs> does it kind of work. And he's like running through tackles, but it's this guy that is, you know, he's five inches over all the people trying to tackle him, and it all just looks incredibly funny, but he's interesting. Charlie
5: Charlie Kohler's that way a little bit for me too. He's a big guy too. 6-7. Right? Yeah. I mean it's kind of like kind of whoa, mm-hmm. like you know like Is he going to fall over? Yeah. Is he going to catch a touch? But then but then he's like Jeff's talking about these guys are 6-7 and they reach up and they just and they're t- they're so much taller than everybody else that they make plays. And it's funny how they make plays
3: and they do it a lot just because of the length. Awesome. I was looking up a uh, Kohler the other day. Apparently, he's really good off the field too. Like, did a ton of community service at Iowa State. Did a lot of that on field stuff, of course. But he has, he he's got a lot of that complete picture. That teams are going to like and maybe try and push him up a little bit. You don't get to hear about that a whole lot. Yeah. That extra good side of the off the field stuff. At right so, the guy, Cincinnati
5: right? Bengals, we really don't care about that very
4: much. No, yeah. like, can he play? Yeah. I don't really care. <laughs> I just wanted to <laughs> throw it out. He can kick puppies in his free time as long as he can play.
1: <laughs> oh, all right. All right. It, all right, it, it
4: was a joke. All right. It was a man. joke. This is a pro
1: dog podcast. We'll be right back after this. <laughs> football season is almost over and that means tax season is here with it comes taxiety filing taxes can be stressful if you choose the wrong partner don't let taxiety take over this tax season Liberty Tax will help you get your largest possible refund or your money back with more than 12,000 tax professionals nationwide help is always around the corner check out Liberty Tax, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys schedule an appointment today at libertytax.com cowboys Liberty Tax, a brighter way to do taxes Hey Cowboys
2: This is Chad Hennings,
5: former cowboy and proud veteran of the United States Air Force. When my fellow military veterans choose VA, they receive life-changing benefits from the Department of Veterans Affairs. If you are a veteran, you may be eligible for health care, education, and training benefits, a home loan guarantee, housing assistance, and more. Choose VA for the benefits you've earned. Visit choose.va.gov to learn more. That's
1: choose.va.gov. This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Get
4: the ultimate fan experience for the Ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United presented by Globe Life, starting at just $20. Join now and get your fan pack exclusive benefits and more. Visit DallasCowboys.com/slash united for details. And to join today, what did you do Bill Jones' voice? What I like that? to, I like to, I like to try to do the reads in my like, sh- like Your my host voice, my, ho- my showman voice, my like sales. You sounded
5: voice. very Bill Jones there. Hey,
4: welcome Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're gonna see Bill later today, right? Kyle? Yep, Yeah. Yep. We've got Cowboys Blitz show. coming up. You missed oh. doing the Blitz, Brian is this the draft version of it where we start I, breaking down guys? I do the draft segment yeah. usually and, we'll, and we'll You catch stand up, up on. at the at the oh yeah, telestrator. Oh, yeah. I, brought yeah. A, I brought I a tie, I brought a tie to work and everything. Yeah. It's be is great. this
5: is this like the coat and tie that you used to keep in your closet? I still do,
4: yeah. With I'm your I'm not gonna <laughs> I mean I think all of us up there have Is that with the nacho there. cheese sauce stuff up there too? Uh, that's at home. My Ricos, <laughs> you don't have the pickled jalapenos. No, the, sitting up no, there with the tie, the Ricos cheese and the pickled jalapenos. I
5: miss, I miss you, know. you doing those uh, Ricos
4: things. Ask the boys. Oh mm. God, that was funny. All right, I wanna. We we went long. Where, why why do we miss? A... Why do we get rid of that? We didn't. It's still around. Is we it just, the one I did? With
5: the one we did. I, I come on, Beam. I watch every once in a while.
4: The draft one.
5: The, the one with you, yeah. The one where you were the police, with a detective. Oh, that, yeah, was, that, that was was good. That was one of my...
4: Was, you know, we got nominated for a local Emmy for that. Did we? Was, I was really disappointed that we didn't win. I wanted to get one for Caden Gates. He put yeah, so much work that into that. That was a great one. Our listeners do not care about this. Uh, <laughs> no, but I wanted to continue... It's our show. I want to do a couple... What's right? up now, listeners? You
0: think you matter?
4: I want to do a couple about us. things in the last few minutes. you proved that. Yeah. I hate y'all. Check out my YouTube page. Exactly. Ka- look, Ka- Kyle. I'm, I'm just. I'm just I, watching. I took over hosting this year I'm and having fun. I have a. I mean, I respect you regardless, but I have a new level of respect for Thank you. wrangling these two monsters. Dave has regrets. And last year it was even more. It last is. year it was. Last year was. Dane nuts. and Bucky and KT on top. Like it was I, a different
3: crew every time, and I, I couldn't remember what we talked about each week. Yeah, that and, sounds yeah, awesome. Kudos to you, my friend. Thanks, man.
4: Talk to me about. And this is tricky because it's it's edge rusher and these guys get overdrafted. I get it. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about day two guys at that position. Talk. I mean, we, we went over some of these names: the Minnesota kid, uh, Drake Jackson. Just just t- talk me through some of these guys that that maybe you like and maybe you don't like, just to give me a clearer idea of what we're looking at at this position.
0: Gosh, I think it's tough because I think I'm probably lower on a lot of these guys than where they're going to get drafted. So like Penn State's Ebikiti, mm-hmm. maybe he sneaks Ebicady. into Ebicady. Maybe he sneaks into the first round.
5: Just say the team school.
0: I'm Penn State guy. Just <laughs> leave <laughs> the name to this side <laughs> of the There's table. There's a Penn State guy that's uh, <laughs> one of those stand up, good athlete, pass rushers. That to me, it's like sure, I'd pick him maybe at fifty six. And he'll go at, like, 35. And um, Inigbare, the South Carolina defensive end. Would I take him at 56? Maybe. He'll go before that. And then you get down to... uh, San- Myjai, my Jai my Jai? my, Jai? my-, Jai? my- Jai. You mentioned like, him earlier. My, Jai Sanders? Yeah, my- Jai, yeah. Jai Sanders.
3: It's almost like the J's on the feet is how he explained it to me. He's
0: 228 pounds and 6'5", like he's like uh, a smaller version yeah. and less athletic Randy Gregory. Yeah. Apparently that is a day two edge and I'm just I'm watching the day two guys and I'm like, "Oh gosh." I just don't trust any of these. I was a little surprised.
3: I thought his athleticism was there to a certain extent. But you're right, less athletic than a Randy Gregory. But he's still a guy who could develop into a role very similar to that. And you saw it in senior bowl you, in Mobile. You saw it a little bit in the Combine. But his tape is really where I like my J a lot. And by saying a lot, I mean 56 would be right where I would pick him, honestly. I don't think he's a first-round guy. I don't think he's an early second. He's that middle of the second Maybe back half, but he's a good player.
5: I mean, I, what's amazing about him is he's a 228 pound player. Yeah. And you actually see him play pretty strong, mm. which, uh, you know, because of the length and things like that. I mean, it's, the, you know, you don't see him like, because you worry about bulk sometimes with defensive ends, but you don't see him get knocked off the line all that much. I was pretty impressed with him by that. I, I'm like, God, this guy's super thin. And, but, uh, you know, he'll, the thing that kind of, Struck me a little bit about him in a kind of a negative way is that you know when when you look at him in those situations of having to play the run and the way he's able to get off, I think the thing I really really like about him though is how how fast he is. This guy can really cover some ground. I mean, when you're talking about running and chasing and things like that. I mean he can make that he can make it happen rushing the passer cuz you don't see him get really deep. Sometimes these lighter guys run so fast and so far up the field they can't get back to get in on the quarterback. This kid has a pretty good feel of how to get to that level in the pocket where the quarterback is. So I'm, I'm interested, but man, some people will probably not like it, the fact that he's 228 pounds. Yeah. He's that, got that, that, that quick. That'll
3: be a problem. He's got that quick first step, too. I oh, like yeah. his get off. I yeah. like the first step. He's got that short area quickness. But like you said, if he's relying on his strength and his power, he's not going to get blown off the ball, but he's yeah. also not going to blow anybody off the ball.
5: You know, it's funny it, in my notes, and I don't have a date when I did this about maffe from M- Minnesota. The last line I typed in my notes was I don't know why folks are not talking about him more. Mm.
4: Which to be very honest
5: And I and I and
4: I know Today's the first time I've heard the guy's name. Yeah, that's and, on me. Seriously,
5: and I'm I'm, I'm you know, I say hey he plays I go this he he generally plays the open or weak side of the formation so he doesn't have somebody always in his face. But man, you watch him run and burst and close. I mean, there's all these things. He could finish. He could tackle. He makes a lot of plays when he has to run guys down from the backside, and that's playing on the open side. He could just fly to this, this the, to the ball. And I kind of – I said when his hands he wasn't going to let blockers get in on him. So, again, I, I did this report, my notes a while back on him, and I just didn't know why we weren't talking to him. I'm glad to see that people are kind of – the testing – obviously, this was before the Combine. Because the testing numbers came in really, really big. And people are now, I guess, are talking about him as a potential first-round guy. I have him in the second round myself. But I, I, I didn't have him as a first-round guy.
4: I think the reason why I'm harping on this, and it's obviously impossible to predict, but we we know what's going on with Amari. We know receiver is an issue here. We know tight end. We know all about the offensive line. But, like, so th- – Defensive end, edge rush sneaky stands to be terrifying. Yeah. Yep. We don't know what they're gonna do with Tank. It certainly sounds there is there's Armstrong. Is a, there's a contract dispute there. Armstrong, I think, much like um Dalton Schultz before he got tagged, Cedric Wilson for that matter, I think Dorrance Armstrong is gonna get a deal that kind of should surprise. Showed, surprises more, the showed
5: more consistency. Yeah. He used to be a guy that you would know, play only- one game and then he would be gone for three. He played a lot better, more
4: consistently, I think. He only had one fewer sack than Randy. For yeah. all we talk about Randy, wow, for whatever that's worth. Yeah. Uh, and then, and then there's Randy, who, I think the Cowboys are optimistic about what'll happen, but they can't tag him, so he he's going to hit free agency, and then who the hell knows what happens? And so, you could be sitting here in a week and a half with. Demarcus Lawrence, who they're in a contract dispute with, and like Terrell Basham, and not a whole lot else. So, like, do you feel do you feel good about the prospect of addressing this with a meaningful pick this year? No,
3: I think either way, you're going to leave out a position. I mean, you could look at your first two picks, and you're going to say, "Hey, we need a wide receiver, right? Because of what's happening with Amari. Yeah. We need an offensive lineman in the interior to re to reboot what's going on there." At some point, something will be left out. Edge rusher will be left out. Interior offensive line is going to be left out. Wide receiver is going to be left out. Now it's up to you to basically – it's the opposite of what the problem – the good problem has been the last couple years of you've addressed these. Now you can attack your board, best player available. Now you have so many holes, you have to address best player available because that's how you fill those holes the right way.
5: See, that's – and you you paint, to me, a very dangerous situation – with what you talked about with these defensive ends. Because when this team has gotten in trouble, it's because they've tried to force some picks. Yeah, And this is where I have this with the Jobo thing. You know, I just, in my mind, could he be a great player? Yeah, he's just not very – he hasn't had a lot of reps at it. You know, he he's got the physical traits and the characteristics and everything you like, just not a lot of time at task. And so now I worry about them saying – well, man, we've got to have a defensive end. Like, it, say it does fall apart. Say things with, with Tank falls apart. Say things with Randy doesn't get completely done like it needs to be. You know, now you're in a situation where you're going, well, who are defensive ends? And then it turns into you have to draft a guy like Taco or somebody like that, mm. we, or, or not, not Taco, but uh, our other guy from uh, Michigan that the, the Cowboys picked, uh, Taco. No, Taco. Was Taco? I was talking. I was talking. I was thinking. I was thinking Hill. Right. I was thinking Hill. I was thinking Hill, though. But Taco oh, was, yeah. Tristan, I was. Yeah, yeah. Tristan Hill was another, but he was a defensive tackle. Mm-hmm. But the same thing, you know, the same thing where you are like, man, they're forced to have to go try and take this, and where they've been really good the last couple of years, especially in the first round, is just taking the best player on their board, and that scares me a little bit right now, especially about a player that that I that
4: I know I have some questions about. Yeah, which and. I'm sure they would say Micah Parsons is a piece of that puzzle. I don't think they're going to move him full-time to no. the defensive end, but he obviously provides pass rush. Still not enough to make me feel great about that. No. Well, I, you either you – gotta you got to come to some sort of – like They're going to p-
5: sell us on Golston and people like that. They're going to try. I mean, Golston's a good player. I just think he started off pretty well
4: and then kind of faded on him a little bit. Yeah. So. Yeah, he's a rookie. I yeah. thought – I think – for all the good that he did, I think Osa had a very similar rookie year. Yeah. If you go look at his production weeks one to six versus got the wore rest down of the season, yeah, it yeah. happens. Yeah. Um, I just think I'm terrified about what it might make them do in the draft if Tank, aspe- Tank or Randy is gone. Especially if both of them are some reason gone. Like if they're not in the plans for 2022, I think it leads to you doing something. Reckless, and be your, a time to
0: tank at that point. You know that's not going to happen. <laughs> just,
4: I would just, feel a hell of a lot better if you told me Carl Loftus could be there at twenty-four. That would help. That seems like the most realistic he could scenario.
5: Be. Man, I'll tell you what. I mean, you're starting to see him anywhere between sixteen and thirty. You know, he's one of the. There's several guys greens that way. I mean, there's a lot. The Cowboys. It's going to sound, and I don't mean to say bad way, but. The player that they probably take is going to have some deficiencies to their game. They're going to be good players, really good players, I think, but there's going to be something that's going to put them at that spot. Like we look at the linebacker, okay, the the kid from Georgia, he's short, he's 5'11". You look at Lloyd, he didn't run particularly well, but you watch the tape and he runs really well. I mean, I love both those players. You know, the center, we've talked, Jeff and I and Dane last night, we're talking about, I've never seen a player – like Linderbaum that has more deficiencies to his game that plays as well as he does. He's short armed, he's a small guy, you know, height wise, and he's not very big weight wise. But he but he makes it work. You know, there's 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 going to be somebody that has some flaw. You know, Carloftis could be the situation with the arms, you know, like the, the arm length and stuff like that. That could be a problem. Or athletic ability. But
3: he's these are really, really good players. And if you're taking him at twenty four and then you want to address what? What? Where do you go next? That's the other thing. Is that it might back be wide receiver. Point. receiver. You go wide receiver. So yeah. then, where do you go? Offensive line. Oof. Yeah. Well, that's
5: when all of a sudden you need to watch all these guys that are playing like tackle right now. The Ohio
3: State's guy and, yeah. and UCLA and all that, those are all your third round those guys. Those third round guys that you yeah. can maybe swing over. Yep. And Cade Mays could be in that conversation out of Tennessee.
4: I'm not gonna sell anybody that they will be exciting names, but they, they will add guys. They always do. That's yeah. this conversation is gonna change here. Probably not over the next week, because the Cowboys yeah. don't dip into the expensive part of free agency. Sure. But here in 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 two two, three weeks, we will have a better sure. idea of like what they don't think they need versus what they do think they need. I feel need. like by next Thursday, we might have a decent idea. By next Thursday, we will know what's going on with a lot of their guys. That's a good point. But yeah. in terms of bringing in outside talent, I think the wait goes a little bit longer. A lot that. longer, yeah. We'll see. We're we're just slowly marching our way through the draft process. That does it for this week. Jeff, you want to bring up Sky more? Just keep the string in alive.
0: 24... For Skymore.
4: I think half of our listeners are going to hate this bit, and the other half are going to love <laughs> it. i uh, I say one thing real Sky quick? Really,
0: 24. Zion if you, for Brian.
4: There you go. That's if you,
0: <laughs> he doesn't like Zion, though. No,
5: I mean, so I, I, have
0: him, yeah, I, I have a couple
5: guys right there. Go ahead. You got the last <laughs> the, word. The, the thing about it is, if you're doing mock drafts and you're sending them to us, just don't do it because we're talking about the guys that we like them. Do them because you like them. Do yep. them where you think this, because I'm seeing a lot of mock drafts that kind of, kind of mirror what we're oh, talking. Sky about. More, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Sky more, you know, and I'm saying the same thing too. There's a lot. If you know, when you're doing these mock drafts, you're going to send them to me, and you think I'm going to say, "Oh, well, that's a great mock draft." I'm probably going to point out something that you missed or something like that. So I'm just giving you guys a little heads up. You're a tastemaker,
4: Brian. That's mm-hmm. just all there is.
0: To Pick it. all the guys I like, and I'll tell you you did good.
5: Yeah, you, you don't even look at the mock drafts. What are you talking? No, about? I, you get tagged. I want
0: Brian did respond.
4: You get Tagged and all We've those. Got. Millions more mock drafts to do. We've got. Do your own mock draft. Lord knows how many episodes of the draft show left. But that concludes another week of this coverage. We appreciate you listening. For Kyle, Brian, Jeff, I'm Dave. We'll be back next week. Thanks a lot.
3: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
0: about this, Cowboys? Yeah!